Welcome back to our Middle School Matters podcast. My name is Tim Cavey, and I'm the VCS Middle School Vice Principal. And my name is Mary DeBoer, and I'm the VCS Middle School Principal. This week, we did try to come to you from the Grandview Starbucks right by VCS, and we actually did record our initial conversation there. We were sort of forced a little early out of the building, Mary. Yes, we were. Yes, we had that wonderful fire alarm testing happening and we hadn't anticipated that happening when it did. So we thought we'd give it a try at Starbucks. Sadly, uh, that didn't go so well. It didn't go as well as we hoped. And so we wanted to run through this one more time. Make sure that the sound is good for you, our dear listeners. We're kind of approaching some important topics today. And so partly for that reason, you'll have to go without the lovely background sounds of our Starbucks cafe. But here we go on with the show. And thank you again for joining us. So, Mary, let's talk about highlights from this short week. Yes. And a short week it was just a three day week. And I would say it kind of went in a flash. Um Thursday, we had our Bear Creek Cross Country Run. Mind you, the students weren't at school, but thanks to Vanessa Newfeld and our track coaches for preparing our students for a full day of competition. And our students performed very well, and I believe one of our grade 7 girls took a prize for first overall. And we are going to try and bring you more on this event next week. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to chat with Mrs. Newfeld. Uh, as well, Thursday, we had our parent-teacher conferences. So many good reports from teachers about the positive conversations and connections they shared with parents. And we thank you so much for participating and investing in your child's growth and learning. And what did we do on Friday, Tim? Well, we covered a few bases on Friday. One of the ones that I'm most excited about is the start or the launch of our professional learning book study groups. And so teachers in the middle school have been divided into three different book studies. We've got Building Thinking Classrooms in Math by Peter Liliadal from SFU. We've got Softening the Edges, a book on assessment by Katie White from the U of S. And we've got Hacking Discipline on Empathy, Relationships, and Restorative Practices in Schools by Nathan Maynard and Brad Weinstein. All three books are excellent. I would like to read them all. I've already read one of them, and I cannot wait. I'm seriously geeking out, Mary, about the conversations ahead in our next nine meetings throughout the year. So... To be clear, most of these meetings will happen after school. Teachers are putting in a little bit of extra time on Tuesdays once a month on average, but we'll be reading and discussing and learning together, and that's really exciting. It is very exciting, and what I love about it is that it will inform teacher practice and that they will then take that into the classroom to help our students flourish in their learning. Mm-hmm. All right, looking ahead on the calendar, what's coming up, Mary? Ah, we have lots of things happening in November. First of all, first up, Thursday, November 4 is our virtual open house for middle school and high school. And we've talked about this before, uh, especially if you have children in grade 7 or grade 8 and you're thinking ahead to high school. And if it's the first time for your child to go into high school, I'd strongly encourage you to join us for 
that middle, uh, the middle and high school virtual open house. Uh, Thursday, November 11th, Remembrance Day. No school for students and staff. We do, however, encourage you to have conversations with your children about uh, Remembrance Day. We certainly will be doing the same thing at school. Friday, November 12th, the following day is a professional learning day and we are going to be focusing on our updated report cards. Really excited about the uh, changes that are in alignment with the BC curriculum that are coming up for report cards. Thursday, November 18th, we continue with the high school parent education series. Uh, I'm not sure at this point what the topic will be, but I'm sure we will be able to pass that on when we get the information. And Friday, November 26th, a professional learning day. Well, Mary, we promised at the outset that we would be getting into some important topics. So let's dig in. Today on the program, we are talking about navigating the wonderful world of social media with your middle schoolers. And Mary, this conversation starts recently with something called Discord. Discord? Really? Are you planning to sow some discord among the brethren? <laughs> I should hope not, but unfortunately that has been happening with some of our grade six students. We've been having problems with some out of school activity and this is not new. In fact, it's been a bit of an ongoing issue for the last three years. Uh, although this year it's uh, starting out with our grade sixes, it's not just a grade six issue. It happens with our sevens and our eights. And uh, unfortunately, we don't have the capacity to um, police out of school activities for families. But we do recognize that some of these activities affect school culture. And for that reason, we really want to help. Yes, we do want to clarify for any concerned parents that to the best of our knowledge, students are not participating in Discord or on Discord in school hours, during school hours or on school devices. But that doesn't mean it's not important. And we still want to, as you said, support you as parents and, and share a few thoughts that may be an encouragement to you. Before we continue, we do want to share a warning for our dear student listeners. <laughs> we know that we have a few students who have been listening, some of you with your parents in the car, others have been listening on their own, and that's awesome. We're glad to have you here. But just a heads up that you may not be terribly thrilled with everything you're about to hear because you're going to hear some parent perspectives and some teacher perspectives. Know that we do love you dearly and we want what's best for your growth and development. And I know that's a classic parent line, students, but it really is true. Yes, I would agree. It really, really is true. We care deeply for our students. That's why we are in the jobs that we are in. Otherwise, we would be doing something completely different. Uh, a few observations. Uh, sixth graders, generally speaking, and I'm sorry to say this, but they lack the maturity and perspective to make safe, responsible decisions around online interactions on their own. For the most part, they need guidance. Uh, our students face or sometimes perceive enormous pressures to fit in with their peers, to project confidence and popularity. Um, you know, that's an age-old issue. I can still remember that when I was a 6th, 7th, and 8th grader. 
and and your children will make online mistakes that will happen um, they may search inappropriate content they may use inappropriate language it's going to be happening uh, we can't police it all uh, they do that in person as well um, it's sad but it is true we are human we make mistakes but we have had a chance to chat with Daniel Cloak, who is our middle school counseling liaison, and we had a chance to interview him. And for more on the relations between adolescent development and technology, let's listen in to our conversation with Daniel Cloak. We are here with Mr. Daniel Cloak, who is our middle school counselor, and we are so thankful for him. So we thought it would be appropriate to get just a couple of his thoughts on this topic of social media in middle school. Mr. Cloak, first of all, hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a pleasure to chat with you. So we're reaching out to parents. We're talking about social media. Both Mrs. DeBoer and I have been there to varying degrees. The social media landscape is different in 2021 mm -hmm. than it was 10 years ago. But I've got a couple of questions for you. First of all, just, just a little easy question. <laughs> what do middle school parents need to know about social media and their child's development? So maybe a way to frame that is like, what is one thing that comes to your mind? Right. Um, I think social media and in terms of your child's development is it's something, it's an engagement with the world. Um, it is something that we are expecting kids to show up and know suddenly all the rules and all the social appropriate responses and interactions and which they don't really have those skills yet. And normally before social media, we were guided and um, it's the parents role to create safety and um, to protect them. So you wouldn't let your uh, grade six go to a nightclub, for example, like we, we actually have um, boundaries. Um, the problem is social media seems like it's safe because they're at home and they have their phone, but technically they can access the entire world. That's internet. But then like also social media is a platform where they can actually interact with anyone. Um, and that is a really scary aspect of it. But then also they, they need to learn how to interact with each other on another avenue. So they're still figuring out what their emotions are, who they are, um, those are still just beginning to happen. And, and then there's also the, the hormonal jump in uh, as they, they're going through puberty and thinking these things and their brains are developing and they're, suddenly they're on. And, and when I grew up, we didn't have social media. So once you right. got home, you went home yeah. and then you were yeah. done for the yeah. day. Yeah. Whereas like right now, kids have to be on socially all day long and sometimes up until four in the morning if there aren't regulations because that's kind of what their brains want. They want connections with their peers. They want right. to be cool with their peers. Right. And um, social media is just an avenue for that to happen. Yeah. Um, so I feel like a big piece is um, how, do I, how are you creating boundaries and protecting mm. um, kids and, and your, your children and how are we um, teaching them how to use social media well mm -hmm and uh, giving them boundaries uh, around that. So Daniel, if you were a middle school parent today, how do you think you would approach this space with your children? <laughs> Be as prescriptive as you'd like. <laughs> the, this is a challenging one because everyone has a, a different family culture and yeah. 
um, a different child with different stubbornness and um, and hardships and and also parents have their own interactions with social media which are at times really hard for them to even manage yeah. so yes ideally my prescription would be um, I would let my child engage under my supervision and supervision being I am aware of everything they're saying I'm aware of everything all the time like uh, conversations that are happening and then helping them guide them asking questions um, and allowing them room to grow and explore the social media world mm. um, Love that. but allowing but with the stipulation that I am involved and engaged and when I am not there there is no social media there's no there's no, not even a temptation because there isn't actually any avenue for them to get onto social media um, so I think it's it's about actually being the adult and being the parent and being the gatekeeper. And um, yes, uh, kids will push back and be angry and frustrated because all their friends are on it. Um, and for me, that's a that's a really sad piece because I think there's so much more deeper, genuine connection that kids can have face to face and at school. And um, and then suddenly you go online and it's become superficial and things are read into and misunderstood mm -hmm. and so when you have a, a, a parent or an adult kind of helping you understand these pieces of what to let go and what to hold on to um, there, there's so many social nuances which happen online but also in person and it's a, a very complex world to navigate so my number one thing was gatekeep. Um, oh, I love that. I, as soon as you said gatekeeper, I thought right away that is such a perfect term for parents. And even to say that to their kids, like, I'm going to be the gatekeeper for you. I want to make sure that what comes in is good stuff, not the bad stuff. Yeah. And if I can ask a clarifying question, I'm really interested in what you said, actually, because I've heard of this idea of, like, I'm going to allow my eighth grader to have an Instagram account and I'm going to share passwords so we each access the same account on our separate devices mm -hmm. and I'll be like this silent witness. But what I, what I think I hear you saying is maybe they only do it when I'm around and actually physically present. They... Mm -hmm. In other words, I control the password and they're never permanently logged in on their devices. And I, I don't want to pin you down too narrowly here, but is that kind of what you intended? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I intended, it, particularly initially. Yeah. Um, I think six. once they've shown that they are mature and how they engage with it, um, I'm talking like grade 10, 11, 12, mm -hmm. uh, once they've had four years of supervision and maybe like each child is different, each parent is different. Sure. I'm not going to dictate everything, but for me, I think that, that is, there's so many complexities uh, to overcome in right. development that, you know what, like actually a little bit of boundaries such as gatekeeping, such as keeping the password so that when you, you're interacting, it, it actually creates a sense of safety and settlement for your children, right. um, even though your children may not say that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's actually about them and right. not giving them too much too quick. Um, and yeah, so I, yes, I personally would do that yeah. um, or at least uh, find an adaption. But yeah, I think you, you knowing exactly what's going on when they're on there, um, particularly interactions at home, it just creates safety, not only for your children, but for other children yeah. as well, um, other children in the school. Um, because, yeah, we, when we don't know, we don't know, and then suddenly we're picking up messes that we don't understand right. in yeah. the background, yeah. yeah. Wonderful advice and perspectives, Mr. Cloak. Thank you so much, Mrs. DeBoer. Anything to add? 
Uh, I just, I, I just love the fact that you can say the things that you're saying in a way, hopefully that parents can hear, because it's really hard to hear your children say, you don't trust me, you don't really care about me, all my friends get to have these devices and get to be on apps and I'm the only one who (laughs) is not able to do this and we know that that's actually not the truth but that kids really need boundaries, they want to have those boundaries and um, they're on 24-7 and um, when I was growing up I had the weekends or even after school where I didn't have to worry about what my friends were thinking or saying or any of my classmates. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our kids today, they, they have it all the time. It's a barrage. It's hard. It's like a fire hose. Yeah. It's hard for them. Thank you so much, Mr. Cloak. You're welcome. Thanks, Phil. Thanks for chatting. Well, we want to thank Daniel again for sharing his time and insights with us. Very helpful. So, Tim... You are a current parent of teenagers. Would you add anything to this conversation? Well, yes. First of all, I'm with you. Thank you so much again, Mr. Cloak, for sharing your thoughts and your insights from your professional perspective. As you said, Mary, yes, I am a current parent of teenagers. They are in grade 10 and grade 12. So I was recently a middle school parent. Now I am not one, but I still have some ideas and some suggestions here in this space that might be encouraging, might give you some ideas as parents. So just a few suggestions, and I'm trying to couch this very carefully because in no way am I going to ever tell a parent what they should or should not be doing. But these are some ideas that my wife and I have tried over the years, and we believe there's some value in these ideas. So here we go. Four things to consider. First of all, Consider not allowing devices in bedrooms. And I know that's a really tough one as parents to enforce. It's easier in homes where the bedrooms are on the upstairs. That's the case in my house. But there is safety invisibility. And when your children are using devices and accessing the internet on devices around the main living areas of the home, there is safety there when other people are connected with what they are doing. The second thing to consider is having a Wi-Fi shutoff time for child devices. By a Wi-Fi shutoff time, I don't mean just having a family rule. I mean having it actually built into your Wi-Fi software or application. And so, for example, at the KB house on school nights, that means that the Wi-Fi shuts off for the boys' devices at 8 o'clock p.m. I know that's shockingly early for a lot of students, And that wouldn't go over very well if you drop that on your children, perhaps all at once. But I can tell you as an advantage, it really cuts out the daily arguing or debating or pleading or nagging that I know some parents are are, are sort of pulled into when it comes time to shutting down devices and encouraging your children to head off to bed. You don't have to have that tug of war over the Wi-Fi or the device when it simply turns off automatically. The third thing to consider is using a parent monitoring service. Mrs. DeBoer is familiar with Bark. I know the KVs use Custodio. We've used Circle in the past. And there are other great services out there. I'm, I'm sure if you Google something like Family Wi-Fi Management Services, you will find a list of the highest rated platforms and applications. But again, something I think that 
simply flags you or alerts you as parents if inappropriate or violent or otherwise suspect content is being accessed or activities are happening with your children. It's helpful to have a flag go up and to receive some sort of a notification so that you're not completely absent. Some of these applications actually give you a great deal of insight and vision into what is going on as well. The goal is never to follow every single link that your child is clicking on or to look at every keystroke of their keyboard. But in general, I think it's good to have a little bit of visibility and to walk with your children. And Mr. Cloak spoke to that really well. And then the final thing comes from Mrs. DeBoer. I thought this was a great point. The answer for your children is often not really no, but it's more like wait till you're older. So a common conversation might be, for example, in middle school, can I get Instagram or can I get an Instagram account? And we're not going to give you a a firm answer on that because we do believe that there are lots of variables to consider there. But One of the answers might be wait until you're older or wait until you've demonstrated more maturity in this area. So we don't always have to give a complete no. It's not a shut door for all time. Sometimes it's simply a case of wait. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, It and it, as you mentioned, it has a lot to do with uh, where your kids are at and not all of your children are going to be the same. And you may change some of your uh, opinions and the way that you do things with your kids depending on your children, because fair is not always equal. Um, I would say as well that we want to end on a note of hope because technology is not the enemy. (laughs) The answer is not about banning or policing or shaming. It is about walking this journey with your child. It will be a difficult one and it may be fraught with lots of arguing, but it is uh, it is really important to spend the time in conversation when you can have that conversation in a respectful and responsible way with your children. It really is. It's about loving our children well, walking with them, as you said, sometimes sitting with them, showing them grace when they make mistakes and giving kids the helpful structures that they need to live healthy online lives. You know, Mary, I was reminded even today that a lot of the problems and poor decisions that our young people or adults for that matter make occur because of a lack of connection with others. And it's true in the family life, it's true in the school life, that nothing replaces investment in culture like presence. So it's in those interactions, it's in those short conversations, in the smiles, in the time that we spend with our children, when we can sit down with them, when we can have those device-free dinners, when we can have those family walks together or whatever that looks like for you, that's when we really build that relationship and those attachments that reassure our children that we really do love them and that this is not about keeping them away from every joy in their world. It's about helping them along that path to growth and development. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that, you know, our kids today are are living in a world that is very different from the world that their parents grew up in. It's very different from the world that you and I grew up in. Uh, And it's hard. It's difficult. And then you throw into the mix COVID 
and the fact mm-hmm. that there was so much time where kids lost connection, like that personal connection with their friends. And I'm sure that over the time when we were doing remote learning, parents kind of opened up that door a little bit more for kids to connect through their devices because they didn't have the connection at school with their friends out on the playground. Even last year, you know, when we had our cohorts, there were certain kids that couldn't connect in the way that they normally would have connected with their friends. So we're, we're, we're kind of circling back to some sense of normal and getting those personal connections back. Remember, your middle school child will graduate from high school at 17 or 18 mm-hmm. in most cases. And that day will come sooner than you think. And part of our mission is to prepare them for online independence and not not creating a bubble, but walking with them and not hide it from them completely. Just, you know, giving them a little bit more extension on that leash. Parenting looks so different than it did 10 years ago, as Mary said. So parents know that we love and support you. We can't investigate every online infraction that happens outside of school, but we are happy to share our thoughts when they can be of help. That's what we've done here in this episode. And know that we will be keeping you in our thoughts and prayers as you undertake this parenting mission. So go forth with courage and with grace for yourselves, and know that we are behind you 100%. And on that note, I know uh, I'm speaking for both of us when I say that if you ever do have a question for these two former middle school parents, feel free to pass that along by email, right, Mary? Absolutely. And also wanted to just remind parents that we will, you will be sending out a series, I think, of three videos linked to a slide deck that you created a couple of years ago about the TechWise family. So uh, you can look forward to that as well. And hopefully you'll find that helpful information. So we'd like to give a couple of quick shout outs to uh, our listeners. We were so thrilled this week to get a number of parents writing in, uh, giving us words of encouragement and affirmation for our podcast. It just lifted my spirits and made my heart happy. We want to share special thanks to Stephanie Luke, uh, Aaron Goheen Glanville, Jessica Haley and Christian Chow, Tina Chow and Connie and Jason Leung. We are so happy that you reached out and gave us the feedback that you did. And parents, in our next episode, we'll be giving away a family fun pack, handpicked by me, <laughs> because I'm all about the fun. So anyone who's shared feedback by email will be entered into the draw next week. So we're going to be doing that live on our podcast. Uh, So you'll get to find out who wins that family fun pack. But you now have another week to send in your comments to either Mr. Cavey, myself, or actually both of us would love to hear from you. Thank you again for your suggestions. I know one commenter mentioned interviews of teachers that would be a nice addition to the podcast and rest assured that is definitely in the plans so we look forward to sitting down with some well all of our teachers eventually hopefully if we can keep this going throughout the year and just finding out more about each teacher a little bit of their journey that should be some really great listening we also want to again shout out our student listeners you know who you are and we appreciate you and mary maybe later in the year we'll have to do some kind of a draw for our student listeners as well oh i love that idea 
Ooh, you got the creative juices thinking already for me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening this week. We so appreciate your support. We'd encourage you, as always, to subscribe. If this was your first listen, welcome. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you are listening so that you don't miss a future episode and encourage other parents to do that too. And remember, you can contact us at any time uh, through our emails, mdeboer at vancs.org or tkv at vancs.org. We are humbled and grateful for the opportunity to serve your children each day. Have a great week, parents, and we will talk to you again next weekend. And don't forget, stick around to hear bits and bites from our wonderful middle school community. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Well, it is a beautiful Tuesday morning here before school, and I see a few students standing around. Good morning, girls. How are we feeling this morning? Good. I forgot my Bible sketch. Oh, no. Is it due today? Uh, well, it's technically due on Friday, but we need peer feedback. Ooh, got it. I was doing with her on a Discord call last night, so she actually knows what it is. Yeah. But I don't think Miss Mulder is going to be like, oh, you forgot it? Well, too bad, because we actually needed to do a gallery walk, and since you don't have it, I'm going to have to go and deduct your marks. Right, right, right. One more question for you. Do you think Discord is a good study tool or not so good? Good? Yeah. Helpful? Yeah. What? have it, and then so then it's easy to contact people for homework. Right, right, right. Good, easy way to stay connected, right? Also, Discord has made, like, a school hub where they can basically connect your uh, school account. I heard about that. Yeah. Right, right. So all the VCS students uh, No, we actually connect through our personal ones. Oh, uh, okay. All right, have a great Tuesday, girls. Let's talk to these people bouncing balls over here this morning. How are you feeling? You're already, uh, you've got some pep. I'm good. You've got some serious basketball energy. Yes. All right. Are you guys uh, over here set for a, a good Tuesday? Uh, probably. What's one goal you have for today? Uh, to set 20 times in a row without dropping the ball. Nice, nice. So is that PHE or is that your uh, volleyball team? Volleyball team. Okay, set 20 times in a row without dropping the ball. Good morning, Mrs. DeBoer. How are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good this morning. What a beautiful sunrise. Did you get to enjoy it as you were coming in? I did, and I was looking at the mountains and thinking, oh, pretty soon there's going to be snow and it's going to look even more spectacular. I can't wait. I can't wait. We are talking to some current grade 9 students, and I just want to ask these current grade 9 students, what is your advice for today's grade eight students you are on the middle school matters podcast welcome yeah well i think my advice would be um keep persevering through grade eight because it's a it's a very fun year especially with the teachers that we have in that grade excellent and based on your early grade nine experience do you have any particles of wisdom that you can pass on to our current middle schoolers? I don't have any wisdom. I don't have any wisdom. You have so much wisdom. You have so much wisdom. Tell me one experience you've had in high school so far, sir, that that you didn't get to have in middle school. Off campus. Yes. How fun is that? Where do you like to go during your off-campus privileges? 
Canadian uh, Tire. Yeah. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> Don't you go to any food establishments? No, not really. It just Canadian Tire? Mostly. All right. Well, that's good to hear. All right. Have a great day, grade nines. It is a gray and rainy Wednesday morning, and let's talk to some middle schoolers and just see what's going on. Tell me about the book that you're reading. It looks like a good one. I'm reading the selection series, and it's, it's pretty good. It's about this girl who goes into this competition not wanting to win, and then she ends up winning, and she likes it and all that. She went into it not wanting to win? Yeah. Oh, weird. Was she forced to go into it by someone else? She was convinced to. Experienced a bit of a turnaround. Yeah, and then, and then since she became the queen, she had a chance to change things that were a problem in that world. Nice. I love it when that happens, when life catches you by surprise. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Hunger Games, just not as violent. Right, right. Okay, cool. Well, enjoy. Have a great Wednesday. Let's interview some more people. Hello, sir. How are you feeling about today? Good. Tell me one thing that you did last night. Uh, homework. Homework? What kind of homework? Math. What are you learning in math? Are you learning about fractions? It's basically solving like problems or something. Okay. But is it with fractions, or do you remember what kind of math operations you're using? It's like you're trying to figure out the area or something. Ah, area problems. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy every area and space that you are in today. Have a great Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> Good morning, sir. I see you are wearing a Seattle Mariners sweater. Are you a big baseball fan? It's just a sweater. <laughs> Have you ever watched the Seattle Mariners? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever been to their stadium? No. Okay. Well, that's something that you should put on your bucket list. Okay. All right. Enjoy. Have a great Wednesday. Good morning. You've got a very bright umbrella. Uh, tell us about it. Do you, uh, is that your favorite umbrella? Yes. <laughs> because I noticed a similarity. You've got the same color umbrella as you do mask. Is that also your favorite color? Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm on a roll here. Have a great Wednesday. One moment, please. I, I see you're carrying a band instrument. It looks like a small one. Is that a flute in there? Clarinet. A clarinet? Oh, it's in different pieces, right? Yes. Uh, okay. And how is your clarinet practicing going so far this year? Um, fine. Okay, well, enjoy your Wednesday. Have a good day. We have a highly secure environment here. The door locks very quickly so that no unauthorized access may be granted. So we're letting in a number of middle school students. Have a great day, middle schooler. Good morning, sir. Tell me one thing that you did last night. Uh, I slept. Okay, that's a very wise move. Did you get a good sleep? Uh, yeah. Was your room appropriately cool? Yes. Did you know that human beings get better sleep quality when the temperature is low? No, I did not know that. All right, well, you just learned something, and you haven't even gotten into school yet. Have a great Wednesday. Miss Malaza, how are you feeling about the day? How am I feeling about the day? I'm a little nervous about today, but uh -oh. that's a whole other story. <laughs> okay, all right. We wish you well and Godspeed. Say you're a parent. What time do you make your grade 8 child go off of Wi-Fi? What do you think is responsible? 11. 10.30. Yeah, 10.30. Whoa, that's so late. What time what? do you make your child get off Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> do you really want to know? Yeah. 8 p.m. 8 p.m.? 
their Wi-Fi cuts out at 8 p.m. How would you feel about that? Um, I would oh, wow. yell at my parents and be like, you can't <laughs> oh. do that to me. It, you wouldn't really yell at them, though, right? No, I'll just be like, why were, you, why were you turning it off? It's only 8 p.m. I still have homework to do. Okay, all right. Well, I want you two to go home, get some good sleep. Don't do any homework tonight, okay? Thanks, girls. I'm here with the legendary, the legendary Mr. Tigalar, former principal of Carver Christian High School. How are you, Mr. Tigalar? I'm doing well, but maybe I'm a legend of the fall. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. When you think of middle school, what comes to your mind? What are your middle school memories like? Uh, that's that's it. <laughs> I don't have memories because I'm 66 years old, but what I see in middle school is this sort of excitement, vibrance, uh, let's get to know the world, uh, we, we're learning to like each other rather than just our teachers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what is one piece of advice you would give for parents at the middle school level? Be very patient and let your kids explore in many directions that you might feel uncomfortable. Love it. Thank you so much, Mr. Tigalar. Thank you, and say hello to everybody out there. I am here with a middle school parent. Hello. What is your name? My name is Aaron Geisbers. And Aaron is also one of our wonderful high school teachers. So you just completed a conference. What was that like? It was great. It went really, really well. What does it mean as a parent, wearing your parent hat, to connect with your teacher about your child's growth? Oh, I just think it's really great to just kind of be in conversation, right? To actually meet the teacher, to actually have some time to talk about how school's going, how uh, everything is going, and just kind of, yeah, have a good check-in with them. So good. Thank you, Mr. Geispers.